I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to Blighty Day Fiance, your fourth favorite reality TV. Sh- <laughs> your, you fourth- like, <laughs> your fifth favorite now reality and dating <laughs> TV after show podcast. Um, possibly dropping a sixth. Let's save it. Um, I'm Robin. She's Michelle. We are a transatlantic international married couple living in London, cisgender, heterosexual. Um, what have I left out that we always say? Monogamous. Sure. Absolutely. That's probably, that's an important one. Heck yeah. What we're wondering. Ladies and gentlemen, Although- when you have this, <laughs> when you can cook this at home, why would you postmates anything else? Although we have recently been having conversations about how useful it would be to have a sister wife. Yeah, we or are a brother open. husband. We are no, we're, we're, we're not open. open. We're open to applications <laughs> solely solely for sister wives. Um, or gender non-conforming spouses. I don't think it's fair to leave people out. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. My politics gets in the way of my grossness. As there usual. you go. Ah! There you go. There you go. So look, um, we have to do this one real quick because it's uh you know a fairly major high holy day in in our Jewish religion. Um, as of just before sunset. So we are going to be quick. We're going to be snappy. We are bringing you the energy. We're bringing you the noise. There might be a little funk in there. Depends on how smelly the blondes are. That is an inside joke. That is an um, inside joke. Yes. You can find more inside jokes on our Patreon, patreon.com <laughs> slash Blighty Day. Blighty is spelled B-L-I-G-H-T-Y. So without any further ado, do we have Except any other housekeeping? Well, only that I want to say, I don't think there's any way I'm going to be able to cover this season 
of Love is Blind without talking about smelly blondes. So if you want more of that, it, for me, this is... That, that's all there is to talk about in, in Love is Blind at the moment. Um, we're like a couple of episodes in on that. We're going to watch the first batch and then we will be dropping something here, here for free and everything. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do the, we're going to do the first batch for free gratis. Going to give you a little taste, going to tease you a little bit, going to tempt you. We, it'll be our invitation to treat, to use contract law terminology. Love it. Um, and, you know, if you want to hear the full series, we're going to pay wallet after that. You can also... The second batch, the next generation. Yeah? Like yeah. Gremlins. Yeah, fine. And okay. the afters and, and all the rest. Also on our Patreon, Sister Wives and Plathville. Yeah. Yep, that's right. So if you like what you hear here, but you want to hear it without any ads. kind of structure or ads oh, right. or yeah. <laughs> kindness or yeah. no i'm kidding we're just I, th- I think we adhere to our core values i'm we so tired don't. of hearing about core values, core values core. <laughs> i'm core tired values. about here I'm, I'm working on your core as well yeah we've had enough of oh, that today God. yeah all right all right um However, on this here feed, where you are now, unless, of course, you listen to the ad-free version on the Patreon, um, we'll keep doing the other 90-day shows, right? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, other stuff. Keep it here. All your reality dating, post-show, delicious, chatty needs. I mean, not all of them. We do have a niche. The niche is dating and relationships. Now, some of you have asked, are we going to do Golden Bachelor? Ooh, it's a big ask. Here's the thing. If I can find a way to obtain it legally, then yes, we might look into it. It might be an offshoot that we have to do, and it also depends on my workload. What really, really helps is signing up for our Patreon. It's only $5. It allows us to create more content because we can get more people editing the content, if that makes sense. Yeah. We can ask more of the people who are, or the person, I should say, who's already working for us. I guess that, that I, I guess that's what I mean. Yeah, and we can slip um, more backhanders to people who work for TV companies to uh, to give us screeners of shows we can't legally watch, right? That's how we get them, right? Right? Yes. Right? That's bribery exactly, corruption yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. good uh, uh, allegedly allegedly <laughs> alleged this entire program is for entertainment purposes only so speaking listen, of which speaking of which <laughs> now um so there are a few folks who are unfamiliar with our career history we're not going to shout about it but robin used to be a tv producer he was a journalist before that. I have done bits and pieces working in television and film. Nothing major, nothing you will have heard of. I'm not talking myself down either. I went to film school and I worked in film and television for a bit. I have nowhere near the kind of experience that Robin has. However, uh, by virtue of having worked in public relations in another lifetime of mine, I've been around a fair number of these folks. Robin and I have both um, sure. had connections within the industry and everything. So we do know what we're talking about. We didn't just decide one day that we were going to, you know, 
put on some costumes, some fancy dress, and uh, pretend to know what we're talking about, okay? So all of this is to say that it's difficult for us at times not to talk about what we think might have happened behind the scenes or what we would have done if we had been producing the show or you know, if we see something that doesn't read well, or it sounds like a a narrative that's been interrupted, we don't want to ruin your fun. And we know that for most people, that stuff is just annoying. So for the purposes of expediency, we're just going to talk about the narrative that's presented on this show. We're not going to talk about what we think could have happened. We also don't have some kind of boots on the ground source who's there feeding us information. We don't meet anyone in a dark parking lot. Sure. You know, every week and get in I'm making a Watergate and even reference, if we, so I e- thought you could fill that in a little bit instead of I, leaving me out to... <laughs> no, I was just being the smoking man from uh, X-Files. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And even if we did have boots on the ground, um, we we would protect our sources, right? Yes, we always yeah. do. We always yeah. do. Um, so we might, we might, we might not. We might know other things. We might not. But look, let's just talk about what everyone saw. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought there were lots of things where I shouted at the TV, this is how you do a tell-all. So congratulations to everyone involved. There were many, many things about it that I thought were a marked step up. No shame, mm-hmm. no shame on, you know, the Sean Robinson stuff that we've all been watching for many, many seasons from, like, the various U.S. shows, right? You know that what? isn't me being, hang on, that isn't me being, like, kind of parochial <laughs> and flag-waving or anything like that. But there were definitely, definitely moments when I was like, yes, this is what we've all been crying out for. There were also several moments where I was like, uh, that is not how you do it at all. <laughs> All right, so I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn, but I do feel that the effort was there. I think Catherine Ryan was very, and I don't know the order that things were filmed in, but like, again, I can only talk about what I saw. I felt she warmed into the role, right? At the start, she looked very kind of distant and not really connected to what was happening. And it worried me that she was just going to be reading scripted stuff, but she warmed into it, I felt. Yes. Yeah. So it, it this is where I will let some daylight in on magic because I think it's important to know. Catherine Ryan is not a TV presenter. No, she is meaning, a, she is a stand-up comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. Now, we have comedy panel shows in this country where comedians basically try out their material. It's normally a bunch of white guys about Robin's age um just ripping the piss out of each other. Then they started this arbitrary rule 10 years ago where they had to have one woman in at least on at least every show. And so um, Catherine Ryan was often that token woman and to her credit has held her own. Um, and yeah, in a bare pit of testosterone and machismo. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because and- there's, there's nothing more macho than a bunch of nerdy, Zeta males. <laughs> yeah, with something to prove. Yeah. And on, and on that topic, can I say, did I already talk about super injunctions last time? Because I feel like I need to say something about you, you, that. I, no, I could say it. 
Okay, so the timing of this, of Catherine Ryan presenting this, is what one might call fortuitous. Um, What with Russell Brand being exposed as an alleged sex predator, um, a lot of shit was dumped on Catherine Ryan on Twitter and various other places in social media and our press who are uh, extremely unforgiving and also hypocritical because it's like, oh, wait, uh, someone, uh, a man is being criticized. Let's find a woman uh, to heap the blame on, right? So the questions were, well, you worked with him. Why didn't you come forward? Now, there's a thing here in England called a super injunction. If you listened to the 90 day omnibus from last week with Elliot, you will have heard us talk about it because Elliot and I both, uh, well, Elliot still works in PR part-time Elliot. And uh, I used to work in PR full-time now a super injunction not only prevents you from talking about any interactions that you have with that person it's usually only enforceable through work. So like if you're their nanny or you're working on a TV show with them or whatever, um, you also can't say publicly that there's a super injunction. You you cannot mention that there's anything legally stopping you. We are, and we are not saying that there is a super conjunction, uh, injunction, a super conjunction out there in relation to Russell Brown. Can't say that there is one because legally you're not allowed to even refer. It's like, you've got to say like Yahweh instead of God. It's uh, (laughs) you must not speak that it's like the Scottish play of the law. You must not speak the name of the super injunction, but it is worth noting that they exist and it's worth noting that they may well exist in circumstances like this and it is worth noting that to her enormous credit Catherine Ryan is one of the very few people in that industry who for quite some time has been talking about the grotesque toxic predatory actions Mm -hmm. that go on in the stand-up world in the UK like the US had it already with the likes of Louis C.K. We seem to have got away with it in this country, but she's been calling out for a long time. So having her presenting this, I will just say it may just, I mean, look, I think it is just pure coincidence because she was announced to do this quite some time ago before any right. of this kicked off. But it looks really good for the network, I'll say. I'll just say that. Like, it looks yeah. like they're backing a, a very positive horse here. Now, having said that, I think if you're going to have someone like Catherine Ryan hosting your tell-all, you are then setting moral standards for yourself that as a network and production company, you may, from this moment onwards, need to adhere to yourself. So I think it will behoove them going forward to be squeaky clean and transparent about what they do and whether... everything's above board and no one is mistreated. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think when you get into this area, you then have to be pretty damn careful. That's all. Beautifully said. All right, that's enough nonsense. Let's talk about uh, what people saw. No, but I also wanted to remind people that because she's not a TV presenter and she's not used to having to wear an earpiece where somebody is 
talking at her the entire time mm. while she's reading off a teleprompter. As a as a neurodivergent person, even the thought of that is absolutely terrifying to me. As a neurotypical person, that idea would be terrifying to me. I can do but, it. It's why I'm not a very good drummer and I struggle to play different things with my left and right hand while I'm playing piano. Um, to hold two concurrent thoughts in my head is just almost impossible to me. So... When you see bad TV presenters, realize they're still really good because they can do that. Um, yeah. It's and that, really hard. That is where we have to give massive kadoos, as it were, to Sean Robinson. Yeah. Because the fact that she can even yeah. remain upright and make eye contact with people and eat and breathe and it never looks like she's listening to a voice in her head no she's no. very good in that regard she's i would argue good. she's less good in other regards but i also can't think of her without thinking of the character colin robinson right. from what we do in the shadows there is some so of Sean- that about her sean robinson is for some is someone for whom her entire name is said Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would never... Say Sean or Robo. Robinson is the same. Yeah, she's so. a comedy vampire rather than an energy vampire. She sucks the entertainment value. Oh, stop! <laughs> from the room. Um, look, whereas, uh, whereas, look, yeah. Catherine Ryan, it took her a little bit of time to get going, but there were some moments where I was like, girl just hit it out of the park with that. Lightning yeah, quick. Sure that's the thing. And that's why comedians can be both the best and the worst for this kind of thing, because they are... You know, if you're experienced enough, you are used to dealing with hecklers on the spot. You are trained to adapt, to think on your feet. Um, I might argue that she would have actually done, I think, a better job without the earpiece for that reason. Because I think she's more I totally agree. Yeah. but Now, were they going to let her do it without the earpiece? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you don't take that risk when you're spending all that money on a show. Yeah. So. Tell you what they weren't spending money on. The the self-dressing. It was. <laughs> I'll Again, let you like, know, Alf. Yeah, we are used to seeing um, the tell-all sets, which I think also look pretty crummy, very, you know, low budget. Um, you know, they, they never really think what to do, so they put a big old rug there, and that's supposed to make it look sort of homely and warm and bring everything together. Um, however, when you see how badly it can be done, as we saw here, um, the US ones look a million times like, that, that the difference is palpable here they couldn't like someone said clearly to like you know someone behind the scenes can we get a rug for this set and they went out to a local skip or landfill and found three disgusting used rugs covered in cigarette ash and cat pee and thought well none of these are big enough to fill that space. What we'll do is we'll just put them on top of each other because that's a thing. And not only will we put them on top of each other, we won't even lay them at right angles with each other. There'll be these little deviations from like the center. So like the, the rug that was on top was not parallel or perpendicular to the others. It was like at a seven degree angle, which was enough to really trigger me as like a designer. <laughs> it was, oh, it was horrible. And those are the kind of rugs that you will get when you're a student because you just need a rug, right? That is not what you want in a set at all. And the same thing with the backdrop, with the kind of the leafy backdrop on the screen, which only like filled half of the the, the shot most of the time. It was, oh, it was so bad to look at. It was tough. 
cheap. But not just cheap, because you can do a lot with less. I'm just saying, empty white room, much better. And I get the aesthetic for these things, and again, it's taken from Maths, Married at First Sight, and, you know, those shows, is, you know, you film in a kind of lofty, warehousey kind of space. But just keep it as a lofty warehouse then. You don't need to put the home... If you're going to put the home furnishings in, be Andy Cohen and have, you know bookshelves and books and trinkets and ornaments and properly dressed the set, but they didn't. They half-assed it. It was horrible. I didn't care for it either. Yeah. Um, And I think that sets the cast on edge. I'll be honest with you. I do think it makes a difference. The cast didn't look at all relaxed. At all. The green room didn't look relaxing. And maybe this is the point, that they wanted people to be on edge. They were wearing the clothes that they came in on, off, off the street because you saw them in the yeah, cars which is weird on yeah. the way there and that's really really odd they had a little bit of hair and makeup but they're wearing the clothes they've been in and i don't know how long it took to film this but i can guarantee you it didn't take like the 90 minutes that we saw on air it probably took days no. so they're probably in these kind of really grubby hot sweaty clothes under hot lights in an unventilated room and it's just everything about it i felt like the car seemed really uncomfortable no one was relaxed at all um, and I think it showed. You know who was relaxed was uh, our pal Louise. I mean, oh, she was she super were, relaxed. Yeah, she were horizontal. She didn't even have to leave Gloucester. No. Um, bless her. All right. Uh, let's let's take everyone by turn. Is that how you want to do? Yeah, it? yeah. Right. That's how I've written it anyway. All right. Um. So Rebecca and Christian are the first ones to come to the couch and our pal Catherine Ryan, you know, greets them. And Christian says he's happy to be here. And she fires back with, you mean here or in the UK? Which was, again, so quick so quick i don't i didn't like it um and i didn't like other scripted moments where Catherine ryan made comments about oh you know we'll see if true love runs its course or if it only exists for a uk visa like this is like some scepter dial that people are desperate to live in where actually what we constantly see is people going "Eh, take it or leave it so that annoys me i don't like little england parochial hooray we're brilliant but the speed of it was real good and in his case i think there is i don't think it's unreasonable to level that at him but don't you think in the same in the same way that those questions are asked at, at the American 90 day. Yeah. I don't like it there either. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't either, but it, I've got my own views on immigration. I always think it's an accident of birth. Where thank you're you. Born. Really love to finish my sentence if that's okay, because I'm actually, I may not be headed in the direction that you're thinking that I'm headed. All right. So it's nice to give me that opportunity, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you don't mean it, but no. it's, sometimes it's like, oh, okay. Okay. You can take a breath and let her say it. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, don't you think sometimes, sometimes these questions and these uh, and these points of view are inserted 
because they're supposed to be a proxy for the audience and the viewership. And that maybe the viewership and the audience, in the same way that we don't like Angela or Big Pred or some of the other 90-day characters in America, we don't think that way. But their popularity among the the audience is indisputable. Sure. Most people do like them. Couple last resort or whatever it's called, um Redemption Island is the is the is Lost, the reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler um, they should all be dead. That's a terrible thing to say. Don't say that. Um I, I, although I, having said that, I guess you can get all your terrible out now because you're about to, you know, tomorrow we go and apologize. Right. Yeah, I right? can't forgive him for everything. Anyway, I was talking about Big Ed and Angela, and I'm, I'm doubling down on that. Um, no, that's fine. But, my, but <laughs> hopefully you understand. My question is, don't yeah, you think right. a lot of this yeah, stuff yeah. comes from the fact that most of the viewership thinks that England? is the alpha and the romeo as it were yeah i think that it just annoys me yeah i'm always gonna say it annoys me but but sure it's fine and if you can level it and if you're gonna level it at anyone level it at him because i've not seen at any point what he particularly sees in rebecca that has made him want to come here right and level it at him because he doesn't seem to like her very much (laughs) so yeah yeah um also because he's a white male. Sure. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, they We get this montage of love, 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 hyping them up as a couple. Um, I don't think we need to dredge up. Uh, I don't think it's a mystery to anyone how I feel about this. I think you and cousin Dan, my understanding is that you covered their relationship and aspects of their relationship pretty, uh, thoroughly. Now to be absolutely fair reunions, at least on the American side are normally filmed before all the episodes have aired. Right. So we don't know how many episodes they've seen at what point this was filmed, whether they had seen the finale. I think it was pretty clear that they were showing them in the studio, things they hadn't seen um, from reactions. And so that means that this was recorded before everything else had aired. It's not like they recorded it this week. Um, And and I'm going to, on that assumption, I'm going to give a pass to production and Ms. Ryan for not grilling Christian as I would have personally have liked to have seen him grilled. We were all hoping, right, for him to get roasted for it because he mm-hmm. earned that. And it didn't happen. I don't think, I really don't think it's because they were pulling punches. I don't. And just based on a lot of the other questions, I think if there were hard questions to be asked, they would have asked them. I just don't think it had happened at that point. I think so too. Yeah. Um, a shame though. A shame because what it meant was he came out of it looking like the most reasonable man on earth. <laughs> well, maybe not the most reasonable man on earth, but he came off as charming yeah. and warm. Yeah. 
Um, but again, I think it's really important to say that we need to stop this myth that, um, and I'm not calling him an abuser. I am not calling him a gaslighter or any of those other things. I'm not making a formal allegation that he has a controlling or coercive relationship with his wife. Okay. I will say that people who are coercive and controlling or who are predatory in any way are often very nice people to their friends and family and their victims before they victimize them, you know? So let's not pretend that people can't hide in plain sight. Yeah. Or they're good looking. Why would they need to? It's because it's, it's not about, are you good looking enough to get someone to go out with you? It's about power and it's about trauma and it's about insecurity and it's about things that no matter how rich or famous and successful or good looking or any of those things you are, you're not immune from any of that stuff. So that's right. Yeah. So Um, disappointing. Um, she, she wasn't asked a hard question or any questions that I really recall. She just, apart from the obvious stuff that happened, she glided through the entire thing without breaking a sweat, right? Yeah, she was um, feeling herself in that unfortunate dress that did nothing for her. Um, She reminded me, I did say this, anyone who watched Married at First Sight Australia a couple of seasons back um, will remember Melissa as in Bryce and Melissa. And like how they now present as a couple is pure mm-hmm. Bryce and Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what we're left with with those two now. So there's some Stockholm syndrome happening here. Um, now, if you don't mind, I'm just going to bring up a few of the of the bits and pieces. Sure. Not to go into granular detail, but just to say, so so Shane rightly asks after showing a clip of Christian when he was out with a friend in Argentina, and he does his ITM about oh, I have to, I know that I need to listen to the angel on my shoulder, but right now I'm paying more attention to the devil. Shane understandably asks, why Why would your friend imply that you were going to cheat on your wife? Right? Right. Um, to which Christian says that that was taken out of context. Those comments were taken out of context. Okay. Uh, Rebecca swoops in and says, he's not wrong in anything he said. Um, so cool. (laughs) Right. Um, Catherine says some UK viewers thought you were using Rebecca to get a visa. You do know that you have to stay here for five years for the spousal visa and cool as a cucumber Christian says, well, whether it's five, 10, 15 years, I'll be here. I'm sure you will be Christian. I don't think you'll be sat next to Rebecca. Right. Um, he did. Was there a micro motion in his eyes of going, ah, oh, shit. I thought it was two. <laughs> yeah, I think there was. <laughs> I think I saw something, but again, like the Duke could handle himself, you know, Teflon. But again, this is how he's gotten by his entire life. And uh, until and unless he loses those 
skills that he can capitalize on, he's going to continue to get away with terrible behavior. Now, Shane does bring up the fact that Christian and Rebecca were rude backstage, uh, that they sort of blanked them on arrival. The green room is tiny. It's not unlike... uh, And horrible. Yes, it's not unlike the backstage situation at... um, the American 90 day tell alls where they have these sort of like, they remind me of like a hospital, uh, ICU where you basically just have a curtain dividing people, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? And so the corridors and TV studio studios remind me of nothing so much. And they're all like this. They remind me of nothing so much as, you know, scenes like in, uh, dramas where someone will go and visit an abandoned mental hospital, usually from mm-hmm. like 150 years ago, right? And yeah. Full of corridors with sort of a bit of gore here and there and, you know, maybe a, a limb. Um, and then someone sort of hunched over in the corner that's been dead for 200 years. It's, yeah. it's always like almost horror movie, but it crosses over to like any drama where someone visits an old hospital, usually a mental hospital. That's what TV studios are like. Pretty much all of them. You see the sets, but they're not real. They are gross. Um, I think this one was filmed at London Studios on Upper Ground on the South Bank. Um, Mm -hmm. And I filmed there myself. Um, I don't remember it looking quite that bad. (laughs) I think it's gone considerably worse. It it did not look like a nice place to be between... um, episodes of filming let's put it that way um the last the last tv set that i was on was like that part of it was filmed outside but part of it like the the hotel room interior um this was a fictional piece obviously it was a drama yeah um but the hotel room interior was filmed on a soundstage and the most horrible thing is that you sort of get excited and you want to be excited, but it's like Robin says, it it does feel, and not just because it's sort of surreal and you have to be quiet all the time and there's always, there's somebody is always crying. Just, somebody has always thrown up, right? Yeah, yeah. There, I have never been on a TV or film no. set where someone hasn't, recently puked there is always puke a toilet will always be blocked which you will be able to smell through the whole building and the sound will reverberate through those corridors Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. so badly designed for what they are they're not nice places to be so and again remember people have come in they haven't changed from their the clothes they arrived in you know so when they arrive should Here's, here's my take on it. When, when we first saw it, I did feel that Shane and Mert had been blanked. Mm-hmm. I did feel that. When we saw it again the second time, I could see the argument that it was too cramped to get up or whatever, and they almost immediately moved on from, from Christian and Rebecca. So I can also see that point of view. But when I first saw it, I saw a look in Shane and Mert's eyes where they made eye contact, they said hello, they waited for a response, they didn't get one and quickly moved on. That's, yeah. That is what I saw. Did it happen very quickly? Could someone be forgiven for not noticing that little microtransaction of eye contacts? Yeah, because we saw it again, I can see how you can see it that way. So I think both sides can legitimately argue that point. 
What I will argue is that making a big fuss over it, like Shane and Mert did, was a bad move. Because you can't prove it. Well, you can. I mean, it's on film, and people are going to take what they... And we saw it again. Sure. You could see the christian and rebecca's point of you didn't even give us a chance to say hi you just moved straight past us you know you can't argue it because you could see it either way it's like a var decision in in soccer you know like it could go one way it could go the other way i'm just saying to have made such a fuss over it and to be to say it out loud i don't think was a good move just keep that to yourself because it's not black and white Agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear you and I validate your point. I, I, I just I, think they were their own worst enemies in that regard. You know, it's, yeah. Let's put a pin in that and come back to it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, um, Tion thinks Christian, and then the, then the whole Norway girl thing is brought up. So, I guess Christian went to work on a Norwegian cruise liner which makes me never want to go on a norwegian cruise liner and uh during which he was out of contact for periods of time with rebecca and in contact with someone else and um tion thinks that christian is honest that he just (laughs) put his phone off at night and didn't respond to messages and and rebecca helpfully chips in and says stands by her man saying you know that if you're jealous you need to look inward and she says she admits that she has had to look inward more so than christian wow when it comes to jealousy which i think says a lot now you Mm -hmm. might detect that I'm having some trouble with Rebecca and I am having some trouble with Rebecca. Part of it is, um, something that I'm not proud of, which is that I struggle when I see a woman, uh, defending a man whose behavior is awful. Um, and inexcusable because regardless of whether anybody else has seen those episodes, she lived through it. She did. That's right? exactly right. And for her to talk about, Oh yeah, I need to look at my own gel. I'm not saying she's a perfect partner because I'm sure that there have been moments where she's no angel. Sure. And particularly in seeing the way that she interacts with other women in particular, I can already tell that I wouldn't get along with her. Um, I'm just explaining that that's where that comes from. No, I I totally see that. With regard to the phone itself (laughs) and this idea that my phone was off, but your phone, again, I wanted more clarity on this. Was your phone off at the same time that you were sending texts to the Norwegian lady? So it was off for one person, but it was on for someone else. I am not buying it. I am not buying that you turn your phone off for days at a time. We, we, even if this was filmed before those episodes aired, we saw um, him get messages on his phone and choose to ignore them. Yeah, right he's when on he was his in the phone park. all the time. I, 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 it's just complete bullshit. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I, 
I can't prove. I'm also not. I can't prove I'm that a- it's a lie, but I find it really hard to believe that this man. My phone was off. I didn't see it because I'm pretty sure you were using your phone for other purposes. You chose not to. I'm also not buying that he was working so hard that he couldn't check his phone. I'm not saying people don't work hard on cruise liners. We've all I'm, and look below deck is yachting, which is more intense. I'm not saying it's more work. Anyone I know who's worked on a cruise liner has said that it's extremely hard work. I'm not yeah. saying that. Long and but exhausting shifts, that, but those shifts do end. <laughs> and the fact that he that that's how he met Rebecca and he was able to, you know, make time to woo her, shall we say. Do you think there was another woman in the picture when he met her? That I'm old, sure there was. That old I'm sure I'm sure we've got stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah. Always sure look we've... into how you met your partner. Because mm-hmm. it's a pretty good sign of how they'll meet their next partner. Yes. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you, Robin, yeah. uh, while we're on the topic of of jealousy. So Robert of Robert and Acel, who I really enjoyed for the most part here. It was just nice to see them back. Yeah. Um, well, look at what we got in exchange. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Acel or Assel? I'm calling this... her Acel because it's not going to sound great in my accent. <laughs> this okay. is the new Mercy Marcy, I thought. Yeah, we're gone. Um, there's a, he says there's a difference between being jealous and showing jealousy. What, what are your thoughts on that statement? Robert was really level-headed, wasn't he? I, I gotta admit, I quite liked him. Um, there was a bit at the end where he was saying a few things were hmm, less sure, but generally speaking, there, it's nice to have a voice of reason, right? For me, he's the Greek chorus there. And he's absolutely right. You can feel these things, but they're your problem, not your partner's problem. So it's not your partner's responsibility to cater for your jealousy because jealousy is fighting, fighting phantoms, right? You've created a problem in your head. And then that's a problem for everyone. No, you've created that problem out of thin air, right? You need to deal with that. It's not up to your partner. And so Robert's absolutely right. We all feel jealousy, but we need to work on our jealousy. It's not up to someone else to make you feel better because that's Angela behavior, right? Yes. And it's also Riley behavior and the behavior of anybody who is putting their hurt onto other people, which I think, you know, not to spoil, but we're we're certainly seeing a bit of on Love is Blind as well. Now, um, we bounce on over to, to Tion in this moment. I'm sorry, I keep switching between Tion and Tion, but but Tion says that she's fine with David dancing salsa, just not at 3am. Um, and this is where the whole fiction of a TV show just gets really difficult. You can't give me two stories without giving me a satisfying conclusion to that. And just, you know, when people go, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And you go, no, I don't agree to disagree with you. I need you to just say you're wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Tion even said, well, you can't, you can't believe everything that you see on TV. Now, if we were 
speculating on what may or may not have happened. It could be that Tian is actually a nice young lady who was went into this a bit naive, drank a bit of the Kool-Aid and um, ended up with a bitch at it because they were tacked on at the last minute. And um, that's all I'm going to say about that. She didn't say anything that bothered me particularly. I thought and she seemed she didn't, fine in this. Yeah, she you know? she didn't demonstrate behavior that in any way indicated that she would be the kind of person that she was shown to be on television. It makes you wonder how those in the moments really came about and those scenes really came about, doesn't it? It sure does. But I'm just saying it's we, not consistent with other, like she, she, I don't think you can be both things at once. I just don't. So. I agree. We saw one I, thing and then we saw another thing and I have no idea which one is real and which one isn't. And rather than that making me enjoy something, it just takes away my interest from the entire subject. I agree. I agree. Um, and her, well said. Her mum. <laughs> Again, if her mum is playing a character, like if they decided this is the character we're going for, her mum did it very well. I enjoyed it. How far are you willing to go to protect your daughter? Prison. Fucking great line. Yeah. What a line. That is Liam Neeson. <sighs> I have a very particular set of skills level. Do you line. know what? I, I really wish her mum was dating David and not her. That would have been such... I mean, y'all, it's a thing in the UK for um, ladies of a certain age. Uh, and they're norm- To be fair, it's not DR, um, but it's sort of like the African uh, equivalent to Sankey Panky. There is a trend of women of a certain age from this country. Egypt, Morocco, Um, maybe Greece. No, I'm talking about Gambia. Oh, okay. And places like... Yeah, that can happen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sex tourism happening out there. I mean, God bless her. Um, And we'll very briefly mention her later. You know, we had Pat last year, right? So it's not beyond the realms of possibility, let's just say. No, but but not women like Pat. Women that are more like, more more baby girl Lisa type, you know? Um, Anyway... 
I just want to touch on the belly dancing stuff. Apparently Rebecca got a lot of criticism online clowning on her belly dancing. I'm not a belly dancer. I don't know anything about it. It's not for me to say. Um, I'm glad that other women took something from that. Yeah, me too. And whether or not, like, uh, what are people that know stuff about belly dancing saying that isn't belly dancing? That's just, is that what they're saying? Well, Well, it is the internet, Robin. And I think it's a combination of, I think it's a combination of criticism of the belly dancing from people who know something about it and people just being fat phobic assholes. What I will say is she seems to be employed to do this. So it's working for her. Steadily. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So even if it's not good, authentic, wonderful, talented belly dancing, it's paying her bills as far as we can tell. So good, sure. good enough, right? Um, so moving on to Martha Marcy May Mar- Marlene, who looked gorgeous. I have to say, Robin, it did something wonderful to my heart to see how happy she was. Yeah, me too. It made me a little sad when Catherine pointed it out. It's nice to see you smile. I don't like it when women have that said to them. You're much prettier when you smile. No, you're... There was a little yeah, bit of that. that. That bothered me that a little is- bit. Like she had legitimate reasons, I felt, throughout the season to not smile, okay? But it is lovely to see her smile. And it did make me really sad that Martha Marcy May Marlene did even say herself that she was painted as a miserable bitch. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm very disappointed that that's what people took from that because I – she was depressed. She had clinical depression. She moved to a very cold, very, um, what do you call it? Homogenous kind of, uh, place where she would have felt like an outsider. Um, but it goes anyway. to show the magnificent, as our pug would tell us, the magnificent power of fried chicken to heal all wounds. Yes. The colonel should take a bow. I was surprised they named uh, the particular chicken shop by name there. Well, they probably, I mean, it was KFC, right? So they probably got a kickback. (laughs) A a kick bucket. A kick bucket. Yeah. 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 They were probably all chowing down to, it was, it was Prosecco and chicken wings. Zinger burgers. Um, They still do the Zinger Tower. Robin, no, okay, this is a this is a shameful <laughs> secret of mine. When I first moved to the UK, I gained upwards of 30 pounds, mm-hmm. probably 40 pounds realistically. Um because I was very lonely and also because my and trigger warning to anyone who has food issues just fast forward a minute okay um my comfort was familiar food and i didn't even eat fast food in america but just the smell yeah of it and the the presence of it so i ate a lot of zinger 
burgers. Now, do, was, but do they do those in the States? Because I'm always very aware the menus yes, are Yes, they do. It's like the uh, the Royale with cheese, right, in Pulp Fiction. You know? Yes. Yeah, it's like you... It's quite astonishing the different things you can get in like McDonald's and Burger King in France compared to like other countries. It's crazy. They sell beer for starters. That's mad. It is game changing. I, I have to say the vegan cheeseburger is a game changer. Um, the, or the vegan Big Mac, I should say. But they probably do those uh, in the States now, right? I'm quite impressed. Yeah. I'm sure they do that sure in America. Um, anyway. We should so, look real happy at the, chip, the chicken shop, as anyone should be. Now, it is important to work. It's slightly in Christian's defense. I don't want to go back to him particularly, but he does keep going on about the issue of I can't work. And if you wanted to be look at everything he says through like a negative filter, it would be, you know, I want my money, so I'm not dependent on you, and I want to be the alpha man and the breadwinner and all that stuff. But there is, you know, work is a human right. And and the inability yeah. to work is like a highway to depression. I agree. I don't think the way to address that depression is the Barry Plath way, the Dr. Leakey from or- Orphan Black way, which For is sure. to just go pump up other men at the gym. <laughs> As it uh, I, yeah. I also don't think the way of dealing with that depression is disappearing and getting drunk at 10 a.m. Um, no, for sure. But all I want to say is for Marcy Mercy, I am delighted for her that she is a part of society because I, I can totally dig how that must have felt. And it's so different when you have, I mean, even I like, I basically work by myself and not having colleagues yeah. is a killer. Yeah. It's awful. And also it's, it's worse than having colleagues. And it's hard on a relationship, right? Where the only person you see all day is your other half and they're out and they work. So when they come back, you're putting everything on them. That is such a load bearing weight. Do you know what mm. I mean? For a new mm-hmm. relationship. Like no wonder things go. I was really impressed with him as well though. I thought he was really gracious and defended her and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he went back to how he seemed when we first met him, like really quite smart and kind and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, and we hadn't seen that with him for a few weeks. For a few weeks, he had become a caricature, but we went back to, I felt in the teller, we went back to seeing who I think he probably really is. Now, what did you think of this... I was quite uncomfortable with this uh, fake out. Um, with Thomas, uh, so Martha Marcy May Marlene was oh, yeah, yeah, confronted yeah, yeah. by the the possible scamming, which I had totally forgotten. Yeah, about. me too. Yeah, um, and then there's this bizarre fake out where. Thomas is supposed to be brought on. I, it, it wasn't I don't a bad think that idea. Landed. <laughs> no, it didn't land. But it was quite a good idea. It's almost like a lie detector thing, right? It's like if she'd reacted defensively, right? That was nothing. I know what you're talking about, is uh, or, or something like that, you know. But they they blew it. They fluffed the shot in the sense they should have mm. said, "We're going to bring out a dear friend of yours who you met online." And then saw how she reacted. But to provide a name, 
<laughs> like, if she'd never spoken to anyone with that name, then it's not going to work. She's going to be like, what? Right? I, so, it, that was in a mistake. Her de- in her defense, I don't really care if she scammed anyone before it's, she married him. It's not scamming to keep your options open. It it's really not isn't. scamming to keep your options open. I, I guess I don't understand what the point of that was, and I don't understand. It felt like a gotcha, and maybe I'm being humorless and overly sensitive. But anyway, well, we've just had on you know another ninety day uh, franchise a, a storyline where someone's images were used without their knowledge to catfish someone, right? So the Mm -hmm. franchise needs to be consistent with its own internal logic. You know, you can't say to Mercy, oh, yeah, sure, someone stole your pictures, when you've got a whole other storyline about exactly that happening. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Prove that she's not telling the truth. I think, prove it before you even put this on air, because I just think you can't prove a negative. And I think by airing this stuff, she's been put in a position where she has to prove that she didn't do something and you can't prove that you didn't do something right i'm just i'm just glad that we weren't subjected to man bun to yeah. xenophobic man bun because well, you know pig face won me over in the end by going to their wedding and you know god s- love him standing by his friend yeah so then we are joined via live link by louise and jose no babber in sight um, no, the babble was busy <laughs> puking in the next room and writing his name on the wall in shit. I can only imagine. There's a lot of piss and shit and puke talk. So, good. Well, to be fair, in my experience, that's what most new parents are talking about all the time anyway. True that. Um, poor Jesse looks exhausted, can't manage a smile. No. Um, like it's he, his worst nightmares come true. <laughs> oh. He did rise to their defense a little bit, didn't he? A little bit, you know. He I think was, he, this I, whole thing's made him really uncomfortable. And I, I think so too. I thought the worst question that Catherine could have asked him was, Have you been getting attention on the street? Because mm. I get the feeling mm. that this kid is like, My life is a living hell now, right? I wish this hadn't happened. And to point that out felt needlessly cruel. I think he just... I think he was probably feeling quite protective of his mom as well. Yeah. And, you know, was very vigilant in that way. And particularly, I'm sure he's watched the show and seen how this is playing out. Um, and it's not that they've gotten a particularly bad edit, but I'm, I'm sure they've gotten opinions that were unwelcome and I'm sure he's gotten opinions that are unwelcome. And yeah, it's such a, I'm sorry to use a Cody Brown word here, but it is such a tender time when you have a new baby. And, um, I, yeah, I look, I wish them Uh, he's come out yeah, I, I hope they're all right. They they seem like they're functioning well and on track, and there's not any cause for worry. Um, really hard to give an opinion. I just think that they 
were one of the heartbeats of the show and were really yeah. great to watch. And yeah, I it's just, a real shame they couldn't be there. Yeah, it was an interrupted ejaculation, um, as it were. <laughs> um, so then we get, uh, oh, I, I also don't want to let Christian off the hook for um, saying that it's a good job that they didn't wait to get pregnant because Louise isn't getting any younger, Yeah, that which was... is exactly what every woman knocking on 40 wants to hear. Yeah, thanks. So thanks for that, Christian. Um, Robert and Asel, um, you know how I feel about Asel. I felt like they were gone too soon. Um, I'm pleased that they're back together. I yeah. don't think they'll be back on the show because it seems like any of the major conflicts have sort of righted themselves. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, you could probably milk a bit more out of them, but I think I've had enough. She was good value. She's good fun. Um, really hard to argue with anything that she says. She's very reasonable. Um, and and so I... sure of herself and stony-faced. You can't really get your crowbar into a gap to force anything open with her. She's too good. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't show Robert's mom absolutely annihilating her, though. Yeah, that's the only time someone got the crowbar in. That's the thing, right? Yeah. But it takes, like like a pro level crowbar artist to do that. And you know, you know what I really appreciate as well, especially in these love is blind times where all we hear about anyone is, Oh, I like your vibe. I like your energy. I really like, you know, your, you're really vibe. <laughs> yeah. You're amazing. You're awesome. Asel says Robert is kind, yeah. open-minded. Yep. Yeah. And he's a good father. Mm -hmm. and However, as she said in the video segments, he dresses for shit, his mm -hmm. house is a tip, and yep. he's old. Yep. <laughs> those and things all, are all of those true. things are true. Yeah. Yeah. And she is trying to help him. She can't help the age, but she can help him not dress like shit and to sort out his house. He should be grateful. I think he is. I think he is. Now... This is where I think he's grateful too. And they were, they were very like next to Shane and Mert, I would say they were the most kind of loved up of anybody. I thought. Yeah. Um, now who was it that said, <laughs> I, I think it was a cell. Uh, it might have been Mert. Who was it that said, you have making like a bitch team? Because that quote was incredible. You have making like a bitch team. We're thinking of it for merchandise. I don't remember. Um, it might have been Mert. So, yes. So this is the second time that the mention of a group chat is raised. So what we're told is a cell gossiped about... Mert and Shane to Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Michael told Shane without, you know, consulting Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. And certainly without consulting a cell. Right. Like, um, do have the right to say what they think about other people. This idea of like, don't say anything by my back, come to my face. And where does this come from? This is a modern 
illness that everyone's like don't f- two-faced don't talk about me behind my back if you've got something to say say it to me it's like no people have got the right to have thoughts and opinions that they communicate elsewhere what they don't have the right to do is i suppose to spread lies about you or to try and change the way other people interact with you that's where i think reading between the lines the issue is For sure. it's not it's not like look you can talk to your friends, you can talk behind people's backs, but when you're, and I don't believe, and and again, I know we said we wouldn't do this, but I don't believe for a second that any of this is coming out of concern for Shane, that Mert is some kind of controlling monster. Okay. Um, if it is, then I have some internal miso- internalized misogyny that I need to look at. Well, if it is, I find it really weird because of all of the couples that we saw this season, yes, Mert definitely acted badly on Shane's birthday, right? But mm-hmm. they resolved it. And the story of Mert, I mean, we're not quite on them yet, I don't suppose, but the story of Mert that we've seen is someone struggling to be himself, um, Rebecca kind of defended quite a lot of it as well with like his background and you know and that is just how things are and all of that and and you know just insecurity and all kinds of things and I think like Merck was probably worried about all of the gender issues and being judged and you know emasculated and everything and so you know a little bit of him went to the alpha male thing just you know but this is a new kind of developing relationship that hadn't but, but way before he came over I felt that he had grown massively and since he's come over that's exponential so compared to other couples where i i saw men controlling women to a much more disturbing level than mert did on that one occasion the other to that point and i think this is part of the reason why shane and mert became the heart of the show we watched them evolve yeah. in the way that they argued and had disagreements with each other. So, you know, something that I really, and I've said this before, but something that I'm really proud of is you and I are far from perfect and we have gone through stuff, but we know how to argue with each other and we have rules and boundaries and understandings um, so that we both feel safe in having, in, in disagreeing basically. Right. Or in saying I was wrong. Let me try it your way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 that's what Mert's done. Show me something mm -hmm. he's done recently. Like if you're going to judge a man, show me something he's done recently, which has shown that he hasn't changed. He hasn't developed. He hasn't considered Shane's feelings. And if you're going to cite the, hem party as an instance of that that's i think completely wrong i feel that shane from what we saw on tv kind of overreacted he was just trying to defend and again maybe he's not quite as elegant in that as he may become in the future but he's still for me totally on the right path right and you know tense time feelings are high emotions blah 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 right so i'm not coming for shane on that but again, show to me any way in which Mert is like the villain of this season because I just don't see it. Right. And I and I don't think we're alone in that because I noticed that 
I noticed that Tion or Tion said that Rebecca was out of line with what she said about Mert and that she's a hypocrite by telling people not to judge. And then, you know, that there's, there's clearly a division here, right? And they're clearly, whether we know the details or not, and we weren't given any details, but there, there's clearly been an attempt of some kind to create a divide. Right. And I think that's what we're, we're seeing bits and pieces of it play out. But we're not given the information. And so as of we're not given the information we need, it's a, it's a really unsatisfying thing. If you're going to edit around this, you need to edit the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. What you can't do is leave some of it in when it's clear as day that the audience does not have access to all of the information. It's that, that's not again, coming from like some inside source. It's just clear as day. No, but I think anyone would say, show us the receipts. I want right? to know. Show us the group chat. At the very least, I want to know what was the thing that Acel sent to Mercy. Yes, that, that, exactly. It really matters, right? Unless, of course, Mer, Mer asked for it not to be repeated on air, I guess. But then the whole thing should have been excised, right? Yeah, then you just don't bring it up. But it's not fair and... to expect the viewers to come to a judgment without no. both sides of that information. It really, really bothered me and so what i will just say on this is i do not know to what shame was responding when she started calling people bitch what i do know is it looked really awful and i didn't like it but i do not know what was said immediately before that because it was obvious to me that there was stuff left out that's all that's all i can say about it it broke my heart and it felt like a real letdown um, to see Shane act in that way and to not be able to let go like the red mist seemed to come down. But I don't know that I can judge any of that. And this is a problem I have with these shows sometimes. I'm not dumb enough. You can't just pantomime this. You can't just say, there's your villain, go and boo. It's, this is not, this is like life's rich tapestry. I want to see the stitching. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I don't think that it would... I don't think that it would take anything away. No, what what this is, is like a... You know how, like, TMZ paparazzi? You know how they, like, goad celebrities into mm-hmm. lashing out and smashing their cameras, right? And, yes. And then they get what they want, which is the person lashing out. But what mm-hmm. you don't see is what led up to it. All you right. see is, look at Chris Martin. He's a monster, right? And I don't know. Or I remember notably when um, a reporter, or sorry, reporter, I should not call them a reporter, but some some idiot from TMZ um, went up to Ariana Maddox and started hectoring her about father's day and uh ariana's father had passed away this is from vanderpump rules right yes yeah yeah so he was clearly trying to get a reaction out of her and i don't i don't know i don't know how those people sleep at night i think people make tend to make an argument that 
I think is a total straw dog argument or straw man argument. You put yourself in the public domain. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. You don't, you agree to be cast on a show. You don't agree to put yourself in a position where you're lied to and deceived and your heart is ripped open. And then you, yeah. Anyway. So just to be um, clear, I'm not comparing Discovery or the production company in this case of being TMZ-like, right? But I'm pretty sure that I saw reactions to things that didn't air. And it's not cool. No, it isn't. Because it just didn't make sense it didn't make with the sense. narrative. It, it didn't, didn't fit sense. with the conversation. Nope. You you don't go from nothing to calling to... You don't go from nothing to being angry enough that you have to storm out no. over, like, being snubbed when you walk in the room. No, That's of being left out of a clique. I don't, that said, and again, it was disappointing, but... I don't know if they were asked a question and they were responding to a question, but Shane and Mert were spoiling for a fight in the car on the way there. Now, my feeling is that these things are filmed in vehicles where a camera person and maybe a producer are facing the cast members as they travel. So either like, you know, a nine-seater or a limo, or a London taxi, indeed, a black cab, which has got three seats at the back, and then two seats that face those three seats, right? So plenty of room for a producer to be on the other side of, you might think it's a GoPro, but it might be a GoPro, but it also might be a camera person, asking a question like, if someone comes to you tonight, are you going to react? And then the answer to that is, I'm not going to take any shit from anyone. And if you don't have the context for that, it looks like they went in there spoiling for a fight. Not saying sure. that was necessarily the case. Again, I'm not saying that. But All right. just be careful. As a viewer, just be careful. Yeah, let's not over-index the thing that I promised we wouldn't do. But that shows you how... <laughs> how confusing this kind of thing can be. Yes, you know? exactly. All right. Um. So, look, updates from Season 1. Victoria and Sean are still together. Well, pause. She's... Quick pause. Before... I want to say bravo, having having just said a few like negative things, bravo to 90 Day UK and everyone involved in it for thinking of this idea. And again, this is one of the moments where I shout at the screen, that's how you do a tell-all. Such a great idea. Such a great idea. So what, updates from season I one? I loved that. I loved that. Because they didn't yeah, do one good. last time. This is their opportunity. I just thought, what a wonderful way of like freshening up the show, which can lag a little bit, injecting a bit more life into it and giving me something I really want, which is like, I want to know this guy. Look, I actually knew all of this stuff, but, you know, thinking with kind of my head of someone who didn't know, I just thought it's a wonderful idea. So well done for that. Um, yeah, so Victoria and Sean are in a long distance relationship. She's back and forth from Japan. He's putting out <laughs> they videos... The I question the judgment, but um, I don't question her devotion to him if she's doing that amount of yeah. travel. And I always liked Victoria because I always felt instinctively that she wasn't, she didn't, she wasn't the one who wanted to be on TV. I'll put it that way. 
Um, Bridie and Host are donezo. Apparently, she's got a new boyfriend. Yeah, good. Um, Sad though, right? Because, oof, the chemistry. Yeah, I know. What a waste. Yeah. All of those little baby orgasms that will never get to be born. What a waste. All those little petite morts. Um, Callum and Marvin, again, felicitaciones, mazel tov. Married in South Africa, but not currently living together. Um, they are relocating to the Seychelles, which may or may not say something about Scotland. I just thought it was we weird, Joshua. Possibly. Why would you move to the Seychelles when, you know, I mean, for climate reasons only, when it, it is so beautiful and sunny and tropical? Where that, I, it, that didn't make sense to me. It's true. When there is so much daylight so much daylight i mean do you need more than three and a half hours apparently nine so. months out of the year greedy i just thought it was greedy <laughs> i thought um, so too anyway yeah lots, gorgeous, them. love them delighted um pat and sam no longer together you were worried for a moment that i pat was. And this mortal coil were no longer yes together. i was worried about that <laughs> um Sean and Christine, I don't, look, I don't want to go too deep into that because there's been stuff coming out. But as far as the researchers were aware of that time, they're still together. Um, Katie and Alejandro split. Yeah. We still don't know why. Again, like I said, we don't have boots on the ground or intel for the show. We know as much as you do about that couple. Um what, no idea. What I will say is I don't believe that they, well, look, we know for an actual fact, don't we, that they broke up before the season started airing. Yes. That we know. Yeah, and, and again, she did. She posted she on Instagram. That. She didn't tell us personally. Mm. Um, and if she had, you know, protect our sources. Um, but yeah, that that's what happened. Had there been a really good and compelling story that had meant that they still kept them in, I'd have no problem with them keeping them in. But given that it ended in an unfilmed way that is unsatisfying, I don't think there was enough good stuff from them that they should have made the cut. I would have left them out for this season. I would have too. Um, yeah. Now, we did get some special guests. Uh, Richard, friend of the show. By the way, if you guys want him back, let us know. Um, I don't think he's doing anything that's unpaid of late, but <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> he will for us, right, Richard? Right. Come on, three year old pals. Come on, Richard. Please. Come on. He was, Richard, very generously. Now, look, I know that. Uh, I'll just say this. If you didn't like what you saw from him last season and you didn't like him on TV, just be aware that you don't always have to believe what you see on the television. Okay. He's, he's a nice guy. There are many things upon which we don't agree, but we don't cut people out of our lives for not agreeing with us on things. I okay? think Richard still has a bit of personal growth to go but i think he's fundamentally quite a decent guy um just needs to cut a few things out not because sure. of like you know the 
thought police of the left just because some things that you say can be unkind and can hurt people and i just don't see how the world benefits from that that's all sure and i think he knows it too but and i think you're speaking for a lot of people there but look he was wearing the pride flag really appreciated that um on on behalf of our um our queer listeners um emma and hossein are still together amazing well they're not though (laughs) um they're in a long distance relationship yeah uh hossein doesn't seem this is what i am very unclear about what this relationship is then because if he doesn't he doesn't want want to move to the uk uk yeah she presumably doesn't want to move to tehran no, I think that would be difficult yeah. for everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, it is actually um, possible that, like, just even through marriage, like, that's a country where I imagine it's just really hard. Really hard. But there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of desire on either side. Maybe that's the perfect marriage. You go, oh, it's done, I'm married, it's sorted, but I don't have to actually deal with anyone. Brilliant. You know? I mean, you know my dream is for us to live in houses, separate houses that are next door to each other. I could go for that. And I can do what I want in my house and you can do what you want in your house and you can have all the cables you like. Yeah. You know? I can do things to them. You wouldn't know. You can order as many as you like. I won't have to panic about where they're all going (laughs) to live. I can work on my dollhouse and and my miniatures i you can make I, a little I miniature dollhouse version of me and if you miss me you just play with the doll me all right it's not like that okay i'm um <laughs> i don't even know why i was offended no, by that's that. fine. i, I didn't mean was. it badly um but um, look, she seems happy lovely to see her lovely to see richard i thought richard asked pretty good questions for everyone else he is more than a match for tm as a cast member that can be a in front of oh, the camera totally. and a host. Richard is a natural and the camera loves him and he clearly loves being on camera. I think he did an exceptional job. Give that I man really a game did. show. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Give that man please. a game show. Um this yeah, this is where we get Mama Bear saying she'll she'd go to prison to protect Tion. Now this is where we get little bits and pieces. Poor David, who's just been sitting there, a disembodied head. Um, he says, look, even though she's a little materialistic, understatement of the century, he knows that she values the relationship more than anything. Um, now, Catherine Ryan, who clearly is a woman after my own heart, rightly points out, that if you want money, you got to go older. If they're still chewing solid food, that's still too young. You know, you want, if you're looking for money and, and she says, and again, this is something else that I super related to. I gave up too much for too little when I was young and beautiful. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I should have married old and rich as my starter marriage right. and then and then brought and that wealth to me that's right yeah exactly that's what i'm saying and i'm just saying if we ever find ourselves in a time traveler's wife kind of scenario 
Um, I'll behave myself better than the protagonist in that book, but I will encourage you <laughs> to find an unhealthy, wealthy old man in the knowledge that we will end up together in the future. I will go back yeah, in time I'd and encourage you, that. encourage you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tian says she, she didn't want David to provide for her. She just wanted the ring. Um, he no longer lives independently because of the money that he spent on it. But it's a, look, I, I don't understand that you have your whole lives ahead of you. You can upgrade the ring. If you want, you can get a totally different, I, I don't, I don't get that. Ah, here's but, the thing like a ticket for an event, right? The establishment has got every right to charge as much as they want for those tickets. And if someone wants to pay that price, neither side should be shamed, right? And sure. ultimately, and even Catherine came around, like she wanted to go in hard, but Tion's logic is so consistent, right? Mm -hmm. That you can't really argue with it. It's like, I'm sorry, there's a £3,000 price of admission. If you pay it, I'm not going to keep asking for stuff. You got your ticket. You can watch the show, you know, but we're not going to come to you for more money after every song. Right. But the price of admission is three grand. Pay it or don't. That's why what we saw on the show doesn't square with this person who can. And, and again, I, I don't think that black women and women of color in particular should be tone policed, should be attitude policed in any way, shape or form. And I strive never to do that myself. But I would like to point out the stark contrast between the unhinged venal um narcissist that we watched and this very pleasant you know young lady who likes the finer things now i would i have to say i'd be very interested to come back to her in 10 years time and see what her life is like once she has had the edges knocked off of her a little bit um And what I mean by that is she's very sheltered. She's very naive. She's talking about, she, she has a storybook plan in her head for what life will be. And for some people it works out and that's what happens. But for many of us, for myself, for Robin, it just doesn't. Yeah. You've got to figure something else out. What I will say, it was very obvious, right? If you don't like what's in her head, it was put in her head as a child. You can never blame a child. It was Mm-mm. put in her head by her mum, who is very clear about what her expectations were. Right? So if you're going to come for anyone, come for the mum. But I can also understand the mum's motivations there. And ultimately, I don't really want to come for anyone in this case. I really don't. Like I say, if David is happy with it, that's fine by me. And if the yeah. whole thing's a load of bullshit... That's fine by me. What I will say is, was it satisfying TV when you consider it in the round? No, because there's this dissonance. 
that people are one thing one minute and another thing the next minute saying one thing one minute saying a different thing the next minute and the dissonance <laughs> always makes me disengage that's all i just i just want them to take the right things and the right learnings and not the wrong ones do you know what i mean like you will go and i was talking about this with a former cast member who I will not name. You, everybody wins when you cast a couple like Shane and Mert mm-hmm. or even Louise and Jose, mm-hmm. everyone wins. Mm-hmm. You get an unusual dynamic that looks like it's not going to work and they find their way through in the end and they prove to us the skeptics that actually, yes, this can work and love is real. And that is so much more rewarding for the audience than it is to just see total... Endless conflict. Uh, just conflict. Yes. And then at the end of it, a couple of people, they're going, no, it's fine. Yeah. When you haven't seen any reason for it to be fine, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't seen any quelling of the conflict in any way. Just this kind of broom up the arse, rigid... Mm-hmm. We love each other. Everybody on their best behavior. Yeah, it's just unsatisfying. What they really need to do is give everybody ketamine yeah. about four hours before and just let the. No, I am not advocating. A, I am being facetious. Now, we've done a neat hour and a half. I want to thank my husband. I want to thank my wife. Her literally indoors. I'm in the cabin. Um, um, I absolutely love and adore you. And oh. as much as I love and adore our guest co-host, this is my home. This is my happy place with you is yeah. talking about TV. I admire you so much. I think you are a font of knowledge and wisdom. And I just, I appreciate you so much. I mean, I'm a bit gassy right now. So, you know, <laughs> open the windows before I come in the house. Um, I just want to say... I enjoyed this season of, I, and same with you. I love doing this with you. I have enjoyed this season of 90 Da Fuck. Um, I'm looking forward to season three. We've known there's going to be a season three right from the start because at the end of every episode, someone comes on telling you that if you're in a relationship with someone from abroad, then you should email. So we can all look forward to more of this nonsense. Um, I don't expect anyone to take my advice. Who the hell am I? You know, I'm just like, I do believe this country is really good for this stuff. I do believe the people are here. I do believe the talent is here to make a show like this be better even than the Mm -hmm. American ones. Absolutely. I just want what seems to me like old-fashioned methods that don't understand how smart and in tune with things people are these days like i think we're still being treated like knives from the 1980s and i just think if you can let that go powers that be that made this show honestly you've got the people you've got definitely got the talent you could season three could be absolutely fucking brilliant oh not oh knives knives N-A-I-F. How do you say that? Knives from the 1980s. No. Not like Blaze. Handsome young Blaze. No, I hear you. I I, I get that. 
it's also a, if any it's a noun for a person who is naive. No, I. But you say naifs. I know the word. Someone come at me uh, and let me know how you say that word. Naifs, naifs. I also want to thank if if you are a current cast member, season two cast member, and you're listening. Thank you for, and I mean this absolutely sincerely. Thank you for sharing your lives. Mm with us. And even if I didn't like you or I made fun of you, it doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of respect for you for having the stones, be they lady stones, man stones or non-binary stones to, to do this. This is really hard. I could never do this. But what I will say is although sometimes you might feel that your stories have been used for pure entertainment purposes and like the show in and of itself might be that but what i will say is the offshoots from what is pure entertainment that we experience all the time when we talk to you know people who listen to this show and people who listen to other shows and the conversations it enables people to have and we have had some serious conversations this season about disabilities about abuse about gender um and you know some people have found it really helpful cathartic and therapeutic and i know that as cast members sometimes you just think that you're you know it's a freak show maybe and that's how you know and everyone's just laughing at you and stuff but know that you are enabling people to talk about things that maybe they wouldn't and this is this is good this is absolutely i know we do trash tv guys but under but that's not what we really do okay that's not what we're really talking about um and i'm really proud of the fact that we can talk about these things but we couldn't do it were it not for the cost putting themselves out there so thank you thank you so much and with that we are off to don our prayer shawls our talits and uh we're gonna do we're gonna do some prayers goodness i have nothing to apologize well i probably do um sorry to everyone i've ever wronged will that do it all right we will see you, you soon. soon yeah Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.